I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Definitely, in, as regards relationships with with women, I'm emotionally very retarded. Mm. So I think it's okay to use mm. that in, in that context describing your, yourself as emotionally mm. retarded. Mm. But I think that the issue people have is th- that there are people who are mentally uh, challenged, and so it feels like we're casting aspersions on them or something like well, that. Well, it's all about context, isn't it? Like if you walk up to a person on the street, who's mentally, as you say, challenged, then you call them a retard. I'm totally not for that. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But the context is very different. Maybe that's what one of the things we'll talk about. <clears throat> uh, guys, um, th- this, this whole woke culture, like what, what, what is positive about what's come out of you know, woke? Or would you, is it even worth describing to people, Francis, what woke is? What? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it is. I saw, by the way, when I said that, I could see flames bursting into your eyes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, it, it is worth doing it because it means different things to different people. Mm. It's essentially thinking that there, you know, there are structures in place which prevent certain people from getting ahead. Uh, that then they would say, for instance, there's a patriarchy which prevents women from getting ahead. There's white supremacy, which means that you know people of colour, BAME, or, or you can't use that word. It's now BIPOC. That means that they are uh, underneath, and white people are pr- promoted, and all the rest of it ahead of them. And it's looking at the world through a prism of race, gender, etc., etc. Okay, it's looking through. It's specifically concerned with those yes. four things, mm. and, and so th- therefore they're woke to these particular things, yeah. yes. but not to other areas of. Well, there's it. more to it than what Francis said. So the basic structure is, is exactly right, mm. but there's another part, layer to this. So the first part of it is you look at the world through the prism of oppression. This mm. is what 
This is why some people like Jordan Peterson talk about neo-Marxism, right? Jordan Peterson is the Canadian guy. Pro yeah. Psychology professor, yeah. right? So just to put it very simply, I'm from the Soviet Union, so Marxism is something I understand fairly well. Marxism, the idea was the rich are oppressing the poor, right? Historically quite accurate, where that is where the tension between the working class and the wealthy elite aristocracy has always been. Mm. And Marx came along and went, you working people are being oppressed. You never have a chance to make it in life because the rich keep hold of all the capital, right? Mm -hmm. The things that allow you to make money. Mm -hmm. uh, this new way of looking at it says, you're not oppressed because you're poor or because you're working class. You're oppressed because of the color of your skin, your gender, your sexuality, whether you're trans or not, etc. right? That's the second part of it, right? And the third part of it is language. And this is where the comedy thing comes in because under this mentality, the idea is the oppressive class, that's straight white men or whatever, people mm. like us, they have the power and the way they maintain the power is through language, right? And therefore language is power. And therefore when you're on stage doing a joke, you're not just making a joke, you are exercising your power as a straight white man. And every time you make a joke that someone considers offensive, that's not them taking offense. That's you abusing your power against that person. Sweet mother of divine Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like you need a mathematics degree or something, mm -hmm. or it, it, it's like being in court. It's like, it's like a legal argument that you have to put forward to, to describe what's going on. It is like a legal argument because, you know, they present to you these, these arguments and then you, number one, you have to digest them. Mm. Number two, you've got to actually break them down and figure out what it is that they're saying. Then you've got to come up with a rebuttal. And then once you do that, they then go, well, you know, that's your white fragility. You're a straight white man, which means X. So they don't even have to engage with the argument. So what they do <coughs> is they attack your immutable characteristics and therefore they've won. Okay, well, first of all, what do we know about people based on things that they haven't chosen? Like, you don't choose to be Russian, mm. I didn't choose to be Irish, we don't mm. choose to be... So, but these are the things they are using, that, that they're saying, we are this way because you're Russian or mm. because I'm white. That's right. kind of fucked, because well, I don't know who I'm then. talking to. No, but there's a word for that. We have a word for that, judging people by the color of their skin. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. This, this social. Everything is so constructed. Mm. What, what do they call it? Social socially constructed. So, socially constructed. But yeah, I mean, everything is socially constructed. Mm. I mean, even the words we use and the words how we, we talk and how we dress. And is you being male sexually constructed? <laughs> the so, way you, socially constructed. The way, you, the way you looked at me and asked me, it frightened me. <laughs> <laughs> because I could just imagine being in the, in the court of, 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 you know, a woke judge. Are you saying, uh, 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 no, yes, I am, I'm not sure. But th there's a but, reason I asked you that. But there is, there is an element Of course to, there is. But, and, but, but is and, you being male socially constructed? There's aspects of it. Absolutely. Are, yeah. But is all of that socially constructed? Oh, you, you, no, no, well, no, not all of it. Right. Huh? So there are things about it that are not socially. I do feel like I'm in court now, Constantine. <laughs> yes, you're being interrogated. <laughs> but see, this is this is the this way is, yeah, you yeah. understand what you think by interrogating yeah. what you're yeah. saying yeah. And, and, and what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? So is part of masculinity socially constructed? Yes. Right. Th that's that's the that's the fucking sad thing about uh, I, like, you know, you, you know, you know, there's a, there's a lot of unscientific stuff going on. It's people. Right. You know, well, you know, I kind of feel that way, but feelings aren't facts, but okay, you know, you don't want to hurt. 
and, and people take advantage of people's natural empathy, so they don't want to challenge people on exactly. stuff, which is understandable. Um, but I, I was thinking about that. There, there is, there is, a, there is a sort of a, a feeling out there that guys are almost slightly. They, they want to. They don't know what it is to be masculine. But I've noticed the fucking voices in guys have changed. They've mm. become a little bit. They sound a little mm -hmm. bit yeah. uh, de They mm -hmm. yeah. because they want to get into girls. You know, sorry, I want to get into wi women's. <laughs> uh, I want to get into women's underwear. Um, sorry, guys. Well articulated. No, no, no. <laughs> No, but so you use various strategies, and w was was it? No, it was Douglas Murray who talked yeah. about the cuttlefish, cuttlefish thing. Yeah, yeah. And I called them cuttlefish yeah. cunts. Yeah. Uh, this is like, you know. Yeah. Um, or male feminists. Ma no, but but <laughs> so it, it's it's the it's the same as uh, it's it's just a strategy yeah. to get under the skirts yeah. of the women that you yeah. fancy. Yeah. It's it's really uh, manipulative and creepy as mm. fuck. And those guys, I'm telling you, Constantine, a lot of those guys who go on about being male feminists, oh, yeah. they're yeah. a lot more fucking sexually deviant than even you could imagine. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well you, you yeah, don't I do, don't know you. You don't do much power to my, uh, to my ability to imagine. But no, no, sorry, I asked sorry. you about masculinity, actually, for a different reason. Well, I think the point you make is mm, great. Mm. And it's a point we've made on the show many times. No, no, yeah. I'm sure I'm if, parroting if it. Let's, if, let's just imagine the, the work worldview, and you'll see it manifesting mm. itself in the real world, mm. and I'll tell you this, right? If everything is socially constructed, then you being a man, me being a man, Francis being a man, is not an objective reality, it's a socially constructed thing. And therefore, if I say, well, society told me I'm male, but actually I'm, I can be what I want. Right. I can be a woman. I can compete in the Olympics. Right? Oh yeah, well, okay. And that's where, social constructivism clashes with reality because the reality is yes part of your masculinity is socially constructed but also you have a biologically male body that is bigger faster stronger has more dense bones etc and therefore you competing against a woman in the olympics no matter how you much you feel you may be a woman you're fucking not mm. right and that's where the reality clashes with this with this nonsense and is can I, can I, t I mean, I'll take this out if you want me to, but you said you fell out with a lot of people. Mm. Is it because of stuff like this? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so let's, but to me it seems like such a small, like it, it, what you're saying, the people involved, if we all sat around a table and had a reasonable adult chat, mm. we could come to an, an arrangement or agreement very quickly. But I think there's this kind of bunkered mentality, maybe fueled by Twitter, where people are just firing at, you know, mm. fuck you, this, you know, whereas I think, I think a lot of these issues, arguments, problems could be solved with the people involved or the people against the people involved if, if, if they met face to face possibly and were able to talk about it. Like, so in other words, like if, if somebody is so neurologically affected that they believe that like they're biologically a man but are saying that they're a woman, like uh, um, they just—I I mean, what—and you're saying that th that person—you're saying that logically this argument is going to mean that those type of people will want to uh, enter into fe the fem female. They already do, mm. right? Like who? Th there's a weightlifter who's about to compete in the Olympics. I think uh, their name is Laurel something mm. Hubbard. Their name. Yeah. Then right, yeah, yeah. Laura, so he, uh, it's a person who used to be a man yeah. who is now a trans woman. Right. They never did weightlifting competitively. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
until they transitioned and now they are winning everything. But right? why, why are we choosing this to, to have a big because fight about? this is where social constructivism okay. comes up against reality. If you tell people everything is socially constructed, there will always be situations like that where you go, well, actually, it's not true. And now there are women who are not getting the opportunity to compete on a level playing yeah. field in sport because we want to protect the feelings of some trans activists, not trans people, trans activists. You do feel that the moment you step into this, you make yourself open, you make yourself vulnerable, and you make yourself incredibly open to cancellation because all you need is the word phobe to be attached to the end of a particular word and you're done. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what your arguments are. So, for instance, recently, uh, Sarah Silverman came out on her podcast and accused Caitlyn Jenner of being transphobic <laughs> for saying that trans women and trans girls shouldn't compete in female sports. Mm. It doesn't matter that she's a former you know, Olympic athlete, a, a former Olympic medalist. It doesn't matter that she's a trans woman. She is transphobic. Once you stray from the narrative, that is it. And it doesn't matter at that point how oppressed you are, whatever else, yeah. you become transphobic. If, for instance, a black person espouses conservative values or socially conservative values or goes against or criticizes Black Lives Matter, it then becomes socially acceptable to hurl a racial epithet at them because they are racial gatekeepers, etc. etc. Uncle, Uncle Tom's. House and, Negroes, whatever. And that is what you're faced with. It doesn't mm. become an exchange of ideas. It stops being respectful. And what it becomes is a battle and a fight to destroy someone's reputation. Yeah. Yeah, the cancel... I mean, even... Like, you cancel a train ticket or you cancel uh, an appointment. You don't cancel a human being. Mm. It's, a, it's mm. kind of like socially murdering mm. somebody. Yeah. It's quite a, a, a vicious response but the whole thing feels like some of the sort of intellectual chess match with virtuosity and it's, it's all a big... Because it's is. not honest. It's yeah. not an honest discussion. Mm. It's not honestly sitting down, exploring, sharing each other's values. What about though, like if somebody, if, if like I think of my, I've got two sons, Daniel 27, Jack 21. And if he had a condition whereby he, you know, he, he was a lot happier a lot happier as a woman, you know, mm. or something. I don't know, you, I, what, 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 what can you do? You just say, okay, son, and you just support him and something, I don't know. Yeah. The big thing we're fighting about isn't mm. that specific issue. Mm. I gave you, to that, the, you that as mm. an example. Mm. The big thing we're fighting about is, is there such a thing as truth? <laughs> that's what we're fighting well, about. Okay, well, that's really, really, sorry, I'm laughing because there, I, I think, sorry, is there though? Well, the postmodern view, which is what I've been, we've laid out for yeah. you, is there is no truth. Well, postmodern, post yeah, so, sorry, the postmodern thing, I, I know that that means different things to different people, but I see it in fucking comedy, Francis, and it manifests itself in ways uh, that are, that, that, like, you know, it, like if I'm angry, it's like, fuck you, right? You know I'm angry. Yeah. It's me and you, and that's it. Whereas the, the postmodern thing, it's like, you know, they do, they do this remove. Mm. They kind of convey that they, they're evolved, they're better mm. than human. I think they're disgusted by humanity a little mm. bit. I don't know what their alternative is. To me, it's creepy and not real and contrived. But um, yeah, I see it a lot in, in comedy that there's a certain um, 
Yeah, but they wouldn't say they hate or they're disdainful. They kind of, they're, you know, you think they're over there, and then you, and then, but they're over there, and they're pretending to be this, but they're actually something else. Yeah, they're, they're little shape-shifting. Yeah, they're cunts. projecting. Yeah. All the things that they accuse other people of is exactly what they are. Yeah, well, they're riddled with it. Yeah. So, but coming back to the point about truth, right? The postmodern view or the woke view that we've been talking about is yeah. that there is no such thing as truth. Truth is subjective. If David says that David is a woman, then David is a woman, and he's a, a she. David she is now allowed to compete in sport. Is this from Derrida, Jack Derrida? Stuff? I haven't read Derrida. So I, I don't tried. Know. Say I that. tried yeah. to read Jack Derrida or Derrida. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, oh, I he's, studied he's, Derrida he's, at he's, university. He's, he's Irish, Derrida. Yeah. Uh, oh, Derrida. Yeah. Uh, Derrida. To me, he sounded like somebody who was kind of just having a bit of a, an intellectual, a, a psychological game and just yeah. fucking around with ideas. Mm. And it was kind of fun in a way. Like, he was getting, getting so forensic and microscopic. Uh, but li like you say, if you think like that, you drive yourself fucking demented. Well, and that's, what, that's why society is going off a cliff, mm. because of that. Intellectually, we're going off that cliff, because if there's no truth, then you can do anything, right? And if you, but the point is, there yeah. is a truth, right? There's yeah. biological reality. If I jump out of the window, I'm going to hit the ground. Right, okay. Right? And it's the same with certain other things. So for example, the, the trans issue, the reason we keep coming back to it is because it's the, the area of this conversation where it's most obvious. But take another issue, men and women, right? Men and women are biologically different. Mm. Thank God. Again, we come back to everything is socially constructed. Right. You being a male yeah. and a woman being a woman is socially mm. constructed. Therefore, if a woman chooses to be exactly like a man, she can be. But it's not true. Biologically, mm. it's not true. Men have different hormones. Men have different body structures to women. Yeah. Men have different aptitudes. Men have different interests. All of that stuff is different mm. on average. Yeah. On average. It's different. But if everything is relative and subjective and you get to decide what you want, then you can't say that anymore. You can't say that men and women are different. Because who, who are you to say that if there right. is no truth? Yes. Do you understand? I do understand. Um, I do understand. Truth, though, yeah, I, I, I see. I, 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 do you know, I'd, when people start talking about truth, it kind of makes... Why don't we just be honest with each other? Do you know what I mean? Just share with each other what we're, what we're thinking. Um, Sorry, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, I'm slightly lost here and I'm just thinking about something. I can't remember what it is. This moment of silence is brought to you by confusion. Thank <laughs> you. Um, so you were talking there about if, if everything is, if we agree that everything is constructed, mm -hmm. so there is no absolute truth. Mm -hmm. And we, do we do we need do we need these things in? Sus it, what about this? Is it because young people there's not much really that they have to fight against? So it's almost like they're looking for things to create adversity to challenge themselves. Is this young people's way of of, of saying fuck you to the older generation a little bit? I don't. Is, is it is it is it their way? You know, is it reverse punk? Yeah, I know exactly what okay. you're saying. No, I don't think it is. I think a lot of it is what they're being fed at university. Okay. You know, it's what they're being taught. They're being taught all these particular theories, and then they go out into the world and they see the world a particular way. Mm. If that's what you've been taught over three, four years by people you respect as elders and you're educated and this is what you're fed, then that's what you're going to regurgitate. It takes a very, very strong person 
particularly at such a young age, to criticise it and then reject it. Mm. That's part yeah, of no, it. Yeah, no, it does. It do, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of it. There's another part of it, and this is something we've been exploring on the show recently, which is I have a tremendous amount of compassion for woke people. A tremendous amount of compassion because uh, they've been sold a lie. They've been sold a damaging lie that is going to hurt their lives. And in many cases, what they're really rebelling against is uh, what is widely described as the breakdown of a family. Uh, where, And we've had a number of guests on the show to talk about this. Where essentially, people now increasingly, and the statistics show all this, are growing up in single-parent households. They don't have stability at home. They may have had parents who were arguing and then divorced, and then there was a stepdad, and then there was a this and a that. And so they're going through their young lives disoriented, disconnected, atomized, and they're not having the stable parental and home environment that allows you to grow up into a fully-fledged human being. So there's a lot of anxiety in young people. Mm. There's a lot of anger in young people. There's a lot of bitterness, a lot of resentment. You know, the reason that a lot of people feel angry at masculinity is that they're really angry at their dad who wasn't there or who was a dick or whatever. Mm. So I have a lot of compassion for that. That doesn't mean that I'm prepared to let these people destroy Western civilization, which they will if they're allowed to, but I still have compassion for them. Because really, the rage that they feel is, is anger directed towards their shit life mm. that they've had. And society has told them that their shit life is actually the right way to be. It, you're right to be angry. Yeah. You're right to be Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Outrage. You're right to be anxious. You're right to have all of this stuff. I feel tremendous amount of compassion to, for those people because they've been told things that aren't true that are going to make their lives way well, more difficult. A, a lot of those people that you described, but they're, they come from... Uh, wealthy background yeah. as well yeah. yeah but wealth doesn't oh, give you the yeah. feeling that you, you you grow up in a secure environment i'm and sorry it's just my the, my the inner voice in my head is my dad yeah uh, having no fucking compassion for these cunts at all yeah. and yeah. kicking them in the arse yeah. which is what they need some of them like a good kick in you know yeah. a good kick in the in the fucking hole but that outrage <laughs> thing perpetual perpetually outraged like n- not only being outraged, but but looking for outrage, yeah. Yeah. really, really looking for uh, for for. Out- Fuck me! What are you talking about? This thing with the the Snow White ending. Did you see that yeah. Disney thing? Yeah, yeah. But you see, uh, no, because I, 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 I did a thing because I looked into that actual uh, story, mm. and it's riddled with, you know, horrendous, you know, stuff. And but I mean, it, it's it's kind of treating people like idiots that we can't ha- don't have the wisdom to know what's real, what's not, to separate mm-hmm. stories and excitement and thrill from, 
actually looking to fucking Disney for moral guidance. Do you know what I mean? People think we're really, they, they must think these people who want to protect us from Disney stories, they must think we're idiots. One of our, I would say one of our best interviews is with a woman called Kerry Smith, who used to be a comedy agent. And she represented a lot of woke comedians and was, had a very, very good career in the comedy industry and was very woke. And she said that actually being woke made her really angry and really miserable because every time she entered any type of interaction, <coughs> she was looking for offence. She was looking for sexism, misogyny. And of course these things do exist. Yeah. But if you hyper-focus on that, then that's all you're going to see. Until all you can see is you being oppressed, people treating you badly, and yeah. you become miserable as a result of that. So it's just a way of you just being inculcated in this structure and this way of life that is going to make you angry and miserable. Uh, with the outrage thing, uh, I used to do, yeah, I, well, I used to do this character called the Bull Mick. Now, the Bull Mick, homophobic, racist, misogynistic, you know, classic Irish barman. Now, and, and I, would, I would use him in the same way like I would look and make fun of him the same way you would look at a steam engine going down the road. Yeah. I can't believe they make those things. I can't believe those things still exist. Mm. And it, so in my head, like I thought we we're all on the same page. That's in the past, mm. all that homophobic stuff. But let's use this hate speech to make fun of this hate speech. But I thought, I thought that was all um, implied, understood. Mm. And so you don't you don't you don't want to fucking explain all that mm -hmm. before you go into a sketch. It's you, you assume it's quite obvious, um, <clears throat> but then a whole younger generation looked at those sketches and choose to take them fucking literally. Well, remember what and I said to God, you. And my God, Constantine, if you take us what we do literally, we're fucked. Well, remember what I said yeah. to you about words. Yeah. Do you remember what I said at the beginning? The words. So what? So what if they're words are power? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. So, so, sorry, in context with this, it, what do you mean? What I mean is, when you are doing that character, the woke mindset isn't that you are doing a character. The woke mindset is words of power. And you are on stage do, saying things that are unacceptable and therefore breathing power into them. And in their mind, glorifying them. And in their mind, by laughing at that, they're legitimizing you on stage saying the words that you shouldn't be saying because words are powerful and therefore the words you're saying are damaging. I, I, I don't... I, I, I know don't you get, don't understand I, no, I don't you get, don't think like a work person. No, but I don't get... So you're saying that they're not seeing... They're not taking... Seeing the contents... Context of what... No. I, no, oh. they're reacting to the words. But that's, all, that's okay. So, so, so I, I was, I'll give you an example with, with comedy. I was banging on at Francis for about two years. I was saying, you need to do a bit about the fact that you have a racist voice, right? <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, Francis, but no, no. no yeah. No, no, right? no, no. <laughs> you need to do a bit yeah, because yeah, yeah. you used to perform at a, a lot of work clubs. and he, That's what Jeff Innocent does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And he'd come on and he, they'd be like, oh, you know. Um, and he, you worked on that bit for ages, didn't yeah. you? And tell, tell David about the time, how you worked out, how you actually have to show them. Right, okay, so the, the bit is this. So like, I, I'd come on stage and I talk about being Latin American. I go, right, the thing is, right, I've got a racist voice, haven't I? They'd <laughs> laugh, okay? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then the, it would go, I can make anything sound racist. I go, like, I fucking love Chinese food, love the Chinese, right? <laughs> Big laugh, okay? Yeah. 
And then I'd go, so I was so racist that um, I got banned from chess club. Your voice club. is so racist. Yeah my, yeah, my voice is so racist that I got banned from chess club for saying, I'm white, I'll go first, right? Right. That's a joke, and we're getting heckled by the coffee machine, which is rather like a comedy <laughs> club, <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I'm white, I'll go first. And I used to do that, and everybody used to tense up. And yeah. they used to get really, really awkward around it. And it was only when I put the gesture of, I'm white, I'll go first, that everybody felt permission to laugh. Mm. Because they understood he was referring to the board. Mm. Yeah. But up until that point, the words, I'm white, I'll go first, are like a trigger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, no, I do. Yeah. I do. I, no, no, sorry. I, I understand what you're saying, Constantine, you know, as regards how people choose to view a c comedian. Or it's, it's like petulant. Like the person who would read that yeah. as Francis promoting, exalting whiteness, it's clear he's, he's nuanced, it's playing around with fucking social problems yeah. and all the rest of it. It's clear to and you. It's, it's, but it's beautiful, it's wonderful, it's life-affirming. Yeah. Yes. So it's like almost, if you're fucking, you, you, we can't perform to people who, are who choose to pretend to be mentally ill or choose to be, you know, uh, traumatized, so traumatized, they have no space. And the other thing that you said, which was brilliant, is so what if they're offended? Right. Well, and, he, and then, he's and coming around to our way of thinking. Get, but no, 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 but, but I was always... Uh, I'm don't, no, but, no, but here's the thing, David, and here's the thing that's no, really... But, but also we can disagree, and we of can course, still be very friendly and respectful. Yeah, of course. Uh, and and, look, this, is, and this, is a, this is the important point, in that it's human to disagree. But the reality is, and I, I'm not going to mention the club's names, but... Top secret. <laughs> but... You know, I was gigging in you know, a lot of the clubs in central London, blah, blah, blah. These are clubs that had 200 people every night or whatever else. And I, was, I got quite friendly with the people who run the clubs and the club owners because I used to MC a lot in those places, well, not just do sets. And I remember talking to them about the rate of people complaining. And they actually said, all of them, that people complain now more than ever. And as a result of that, what you're seeing is bookers being more conservative. Not because they agree with these people, but because they're human beings and they think to themselves, do I need the fucking hassle? A hundred percent. And you, you can see it in the fucking comedy, man. Mm. Yeah. You can see it in the lameness. These, the, the, our comedy, it, they're called fucking punchlines. Yeah. You know, but, but it's, all, it's all like, you know, they're slightly, and that's what I mean, like, they want to remove themselves to the point that it's so sanitized and diluted. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's like going to, some fucking safe space wank session. I mean, I'm not talking about all. Uh, there's some very good <laughs> comedians <laughs> and so on. But I know what you mean. It's it. I, I can see. Yeah. I yeah. can see it. I and can, can I you can blame them? If no, you can't blame them because if I was running a club, I didn't. I, I don't need the hassle. And can you blame the comedians for self-censoring them? I, I, I've, I've self-censored myself. Yeah, we yeah, of course you have. Uh, and has. like I was telling you the other day, I was doing this, I was watching this film called Norman Wisdom. I can't remember the name of the thing, 1962 or something. And there's a scene in the thing where he kisses the child. And I was saying on stage, it, it, it's so sad that we, we I, I lamented the fact that we can't be uh, physical in that way with kids anymore. But I'm glad if it, if it saves any child from molestation, thank God. But I'm, I was just lamenting that that's how we used to be with kids. And I, I was messing around with that idea, you know, which, which is true. Like, I mean, when I was growing yeah. up, you, you could hold other people's kids because most of us ha don't look at children in a sexual way. Mm. Right. There's point zero, whatever. So I'm talking about all this stuff. 
Of course, a, a, a woman complains and, and actually asked me, sorry, wrote a fucking email to the owner of the fucking club. Mm. Asking that I should never perform there again. But see, this is the point. These Fuck people, me. But you've got to see. You've got to understand this in the full context of it. She's not saying I am upset. She's not saying that. She's saying I want my power back. This man did stuff on stage, and I felt bad about it, and I now want to exercise my power to punish him. That is so good, Constantine. Because I think that's what this is ultimately yeah. all about yeah. and I, I do understand that because I mean people want to regain like in other words I'm plagued by uh, moments in my life where my you know power where has been taken away where I should have said fuck you yeah. you, you know the way we, yeah. we, we, in your yeah, quiet yeah, moments yeah. you find yourself going I'm fucking there I'll tell you this I'll yeah. tell you that and uh, I think a lot of it is to do with that so the woke are, they want their power yeah. they're saying fuck you uh, mm -hmm. you know yeah just to go back this is what popped into my head remember I was talking about before as an Irish person coming yeah. over to London in yeah. the early 80s and that little flicker in the eye when yeah. you were Irish and, and I, I did experience race racism mm. I go oh Paddy you can't and all that and I thought well, I, so I just it just made thanks me thanks for doing that in my voice <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry for touching your leg it, mate it's all right you um, naughty boy you naughty boy sorry for that um, uh, so I left L London and so on, uh, but but the thing is, I assume black people sense that maybe they see people and they, they t see that flicker in the eye or that kind of you know or looking away, and it, you can't describe that like scientifically, and maybe that's really what they're they want to be, they want to feel included, they want to feel loved, they want to feel that sense of welcome that possibly I feel now. Yeah, no, my view is very simple. Stop discrimination. Yeah. If there's discrimination, stop it. If there's racism, stop it. Right? Yeah. And then you leave it and let people thrive and succeed on their merit. Yes. Right? Yes. That is not the position we're in at the moment. People are not succeeding. Although you are, you guys are a working example of that. Because, because this, this YouTube channel. We've taken ourselves out of the industry. Yeah. We have taken ourselves out of the industry. We just signed to a big comedy agent. The whole comedy industry responded to that by being horrified. And trying to cancel us. And from trying to get us cancelled from, from our, our new agent. agent. Right? So we have succeeded under our own steam because what we talk about on the show corresponds with the views of quote unquote the silent majority. That is normal people in this country. So uh, the, the big things that p people, yeah, well again, it, it would be the herd mentality yeah, as yeah. well. So, like, I mean, oh, yeah, and here's the other thing. But you're good blokes. You're good guys. I mean, so you have a fucking opinion or you have a... I mean, what's wrong? What's, isn't that an advanced society that we can have whole different points of view and that we can peacefully coexist? It, it, I know what you mean. So what does it say about the people who want to mm. cancel you? And That's why right. do they want to what, what does it say about the people? It says they're right. it, 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 back in my day, yeah, a telltale or a yeah. you know a cowardly or you know. But they glorify in it. Mm. They yeah, yeah. glorify that they have done this, that they have shut someone down. Because what's the phrase they always use? You want to be on the right side of history. Yeah. And you look at the term of what they call themselves. They call themselves progressives. Mm. So what do you do? You have to progress. Society has to get better. It has to get more fair. And what do you do to those people who disagree? You yeah. get rid of them, and therefore you become more progressive. Let me put this w question. What are the big? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Let me put yeah. a very quick question yeah. to you. If you thought that you had a very strong argument, yeah, that was just 
overwhelmingly powerful. Yeah. Would you need to shut down me from challenging it? No. There's yeah. your answer. Yeah. So that's how you know what cancel culture is all about. It's about shutting up people who are saying something that's true but inconvenient. And it's always been like this. Yeah, it has always it's been Galileo like that. Galileo is a perfect yeah. example. It's always been like this. We are very lucky. I always remind people this. We're very lucky that cancel culture is no longer about burning people at the stake. We are the first people in history who are actually able to survive cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you are being socially murdered in a yeah. way. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, and, and, but, but, but also... Like, I've personally been kicked out of comedy festivals. I've been banned from this and banned from that. And, you know, but you, we do, we find, and then we find our place, mm. and we find yeah. our audience. Yeah. The people who represent this worldview are dominant in the mainstream media, television yeah. and radio broadcasting. Yeah. They decide which comedy shows yeah. are broadcast. They decide which political opinions are broadcast. They decide what the angle is on the stories of the day. Yeah. Right? Therefore, they dictate the political climate to a large extent. That both Labour and the to and the Tories in this country, they're not really governing in the interest of the people. They're governing as a response to the media climate and the media reaction to everything they do. Number one. Number two. Education. Francis, former teacher. Education is rife with this mindset. Yeah. Right. So education, media, politics. If you control those three things you can change the course of society. And that's what's already happened. That's why in 2018, I turned down the contract from these students about which said, I can't do jokes about this and that and whatever. Because today's students are tomorrow's lawyers, journalists, politicians, etc., And they will dictate the course of human society. And when they do, they're gonna drive society off a cliff because we've seen this happen in my country, in the Soviet Union. This is exactly what happened. They even had the same fucking slogans. Equality for all. This has all been tried before. It's not new. Venezuela, same thing. We're going to dispossess the right wing. Let's defund the police. This is what they said. Well, nobody's... I mean, that was what just... What do you mean? A, uh, BLM, that's one of their I slogans. know, but they're not, they're, not, they're not going to defund the police. They government. would if you let yeah, them. Yeah, they would oh, yeah. if you let them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so look, uh, two of the founders of BLM, so the, the dictator in Venezuela, the communist dictator, is called Edward Maduro. They got their photos taken with Maduro and they're all doing, you know, the yeah. fist. Yeah. So my grandfather was murdered in Venezuela. Nobody investigated the crimes because investigating crime is a sign of right-wing oppression. You see, guys, I just hope that your fears are unfounded, but they're clearly not as the way you describe it. I'm not, I'm not in this rarefied yeah, yeah, world yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, focusing on all, all, all this yeah. stuff. And I think most people, th th most people, it, it, it's kind of slightly scary and also a little bit boring in a way, N not not the, not how you, sorry. Because you have to be so well fucking prepared, mm. and you have to be so on your game mm. when you're confronted with this stuff, which you guys are. Um, but most people, it's too well, much. It's but too much fine. to deal with. Do you, do you know what I mean? Of course it is. But but you're right. As you as you presented to me, all we're talking about is ideas, and uh, you know, but. I mean, sorry, all you're saying is words. You're not trying to threaten anybody. You're not trying to hurt anybody. You're not trying to throw something at people. And, and their response is to, get you to, to ruin your potential livelihood or mm. To, mm. To, to, to stop you from advancing your career or whatever. 
Um, There'll be lots of people who disagree with us, and my attitude is let's have the conversation. Yeah. You said it. Let's mm. have the conversation. I'm happy to have the yeah. conversation. I'll give you my facts and statistics and what I know. Yeah. You give me what you know. Let's have a conversation. But they don't want to. They don't want to. Well, they're afraid to. Because Why? even sitting with you means that they're, that they're being friendly and human Number to you. Or is, 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 that, yeah. is, is, that, is yes. that what we're talking about, Francis? That's part of it. Yeah, that's part yeah. of it. But the other part of it, they know that their argument is fallacious. Yeah. They know it's not based on reality. Before, this was an intellectual conversation. Mm. This only affected people who worked in universities. Mm. It's now affecting everybody. Yeah. It's mm. affecting everybody. It's affecting you. That's why you're here. Yeah, yeah it's affecting you. It's affecting people who just try and go and do a job every day. It affects teachers. It's starting to affect everybody. That's why people are getting really, really worried about it. And it's also affecting things like comedy. It's like I was talking to my dad. My dad is a man in his 70s, married a brown woman in the 1970s when it wasn't cool to do it and blah, 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 and all the rest of it. And he said to me, every time I turn on the TV, all anybody ever talks about is race. And I'm sick of it. I'm done. Mm. It's affecting everything. It's is it, bleeding is it, into everything. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. I'll ask Francis and I'll answer for myself. How many comedians that you don't like or disagree with have you tried to cancel? Oh, no, none. Right. How many have you tried to cancel? None. Yeah. I haven't tried to cancel any. Yeah. But there are dozens of people who want to cancel my career, who want to cancel Francis's career. Are there, Constantine? Yes, there are. Yeah, there are. When you say, like, cancelling, like, what, 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 like, how have they tried to achieve that? They are that? saying, does uh, Blue Book Artist Management, our new agency, are they aware of these guys' opinions? Right. The implication being that if they were aware, they would unsign yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they also, there was a group of them, that what they were going to do is appeal to the most powerful acts, the biggest acts on the roster, to then press gang our agents to get us cancelled. You mean, sorry, when you say cancelled, just to get you off this yeah, agency? Yeah, yeah, right. to fire yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, what happened? Nothing. Nothing happened. Yeah. Because well, they're nobodies and nobody cares what yeah. they think, but they tried. And, and uh, did anybody leave the agency as a result of you being signed? No, I don't know. Okay. God, I, only, I, I, you know, I only meant to talk for 20 minutes. Uh, Constantine, I mean, such a pleasure to talk to you. And, and, and Francis, an absolute uh, genuine pleasure. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.